When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to the Ninja Turtle Power Hour. I'm Spencer Toon. I'm Keith McGuffey. And I'm Spencer Toon. <laughs> and uh, this week... No, I'm just kidding. I'm seeing I'm double. Not. Four Spencer Toons. Uh, uh, I love it when gags don't work out. <laughs> you can't Johnny Carson yourself. And I'm Mike Templeton. There you go. There you go. Whoops. <laughs> Who's this other Spencer? No, but... <laughs> Who's this other Spencer? <laughs> anyway, this week, I remember to put my microphone on my table. So Hey! Yeah. You sound less like you're like halfway down the hallway. Yeah, a little less like I left the microphone down on the floor behind me while I'm talking. <laughs> what? How did it wind up there? I, I didn't ask that last time. I took my computer off the table for food, uh, and set it down there, and then I put my computer back up without the microphone. Oh. And just got going. This so is was- why I this is why I eat all my food off my lap or over the sink. There you go. Man, I should just eat over the sink. That's genius. You <laughs> never have to clean ever. Zero cleanup. Yeah. Uh, you don't feel great about yourself after it, though. Just speaking from experience. Uh, like, no, you know, no Pop-Tart crumbs around the table, but really no self-esteem either. It is, it is kind of the lowest you feel. Yeah. Well, self-esteem was gone a long time ago. Yeah. <laughs> What a way to start this episode, let me tell you guys. <laughs> Especially an episode about these three episodes. Oh my goodness. Yeah, what did we watch today, Spencer? Uh, episodes 37, 38, and 39 of season three for the 1987 series. So that's the Turtle Terminator, the Great Boldini, and the Missing Map. Three episodes which, uh, as we are recording this, just turned 32 years old. Like literally 32 years ago, these hit the air. Oh, wow. I realize, uh, I'm realizing now that I forgot to write down the air date in my notes. So thank you for that. <laughs> no yeah. problem. Yeah, yeah. Just say it was 32 years ago. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. Uh, but I'll get into it later. But yeah, um, at least one of these episodes really, really took me back. Um, and uh the one that was on vhs of course the one that that i had on vhs yeah but uh i guess there's really uh, nothing else to say beforehand but other than uh i'm gonna grant you one full hour of yours truly and dive into these episodes let me tell you a story the ancient one did tell me a story i think you guys would want to hear about master splinter's master hamato yoshi well let's hear it so I'm going first here with episode 37, 
The Turtle Terminator, aired November 14th, 1989, written by David Bennett Karen or Karen, one of those two, and J. Larry Carroll. Ah, I didn't get them this time. It was you. <laughs> yes. I usually I, get those two. Yeah. I usually get those two. This is the first time I think I ever covered an episode by these two. I bet you the missing map was the guy that I always get that I can't remember his name right now. David Wise. David Wise. Yep. That's the one I always get. There you go. Switching it up. Yep. So. Anyway, this episode starts off with Bebop and Rocksteady kidnapping Irma for Operation Turtle Terminator. Meanwhile, the turtles are training in the sewer. They go to pounce on their master, but it turns out it was just a mirror with his reflection in it. They fell for the oldest trick in the book. April calls them after they've, you know, completely botched that whole training exercise up and tells them that Irma has been kidnapped. So they go to check it out. Bebop and Rocksteady are taking Irma now to an abandoned warehouse where they have a robot steal her identity, assume her form, and go to work for her. The turtles find a clue as to where Bebop and Rocksteady are, and they head out. April goes back to Channel 6. The robot goes to Channel 6 and uh, is doing Irma's job at an incredible pace and is definitely not acting like Irma. April updates the turtles that uh, Irma is there now. Uh, but then the turtles stumble upon Bebop and Rocksteady and decide to tell them. April now discovers that the robot isn't Irma when she starts blasting lasers from her eyes at anyone who says the word turtle. Uh, the turtles find Shredder's hideout and rescue Irma. Then Shredder gets away and the turtles go to stop the robot. Crank says the robot to find them and when it does, the turtles crash their van. Uh, but luckily then April shows up in her news van. And they climb in, but before they can get away, the robot uses some sort of magnetic tractor beam that is holding them. And then they tell April to stop the van, and she does. And so then Irma just sticks to the van like a magnet. Robot Irma, not, not real Irma. So they take the van now to the amusement park because they have some sort of plan that they're going to carry out there. Uh, they initiate their plan, which is apparently to overwhelm the robot with so many targets that she gets overloaded. They lure it into the fun house filled with mirrors. The turtles now appear to be everywhere because there's mirrors everywhere reflecting them all over the place. And so the Terminator, Turtle Terminator, starts blasting lasers everywhere until eventually it overloads and crashes. Donnie reprograms the robot and sends it back to the Technodrome where it chases Shredder and Krang and Bebop and Rocksteady around the end. A riveting tale. Mm -hmm. Next up is The Great Boldini, written by Francis Moss or Francois Ma. Uh, November 15th, 1989 was the original air date, episode 38 of season three. April O'Neil is seen reporting at a museum where the Great Boldini is expected to perform a magic trick where he will take the famous Tortellini Emerald and make it disappear. While there, she meets up with the turtles and Zack, the fifth turtle, and his new friend, Caitlin. While watching a broadcast of the event, uh, mob boss Don Tertelli and, uh, exposits that the Tortellini Emerald once belonged to his great-grandfather, Tony the Tickler Tertelli, and he plans to bring it back into the family. 
as the great Boldini is about to perform one of his disappearing acts, the lights suddenly go out. And once they come back on, he is seen tied up, claiming someone has stolen the emerald. Zach and Caitlin are suspicious of this and begin to investigate and follow Boldini and see that he and Don Tritelli have stolen the emerald. They learn that the great Boldini is actually Don Tritelli's cousin, and he staged the entire robbery so that he could steal the emerald for Tritelli. Meeting up at a rendezvous point in the sewers under the museum, Caitlin snatches the emerald from Tritelli and runs, but they run into a dead end. Caitlin gives the emerald to Zach and tells him to run, but Tertelli grabs Caitlin and offers to trade Caitlin for the emerald. When Zach refuses, Don Tertelli threatens to tickle Caitlin with a feather if Zach doesn't, does, doesn't return the emerald, but he still says no. Tertelli says that this was his last chance and asks Caitlin, where do you want it, under the arm or on the soles of your feet? Meanwhile, the NYPD arrive on the scene, securing the area and searching everyone, which leads them to discovering the turtles. The lieutenant in charge of the investigation jumps to the conclusion that the green men have stolen the emerald, and Sergeant O'Flattery, a bumbling policeman, somehow believes that the turtles are leprechauns, which gives the turtles a chance to escape, apparently. Borrowing April's new van to escape back into the sewer entrance as a flattery pursues the leprechauns in a police cruiser. Suddenly, the Rat King arrives and accuses Tertelli and Boldini of trespassing into his kingdom uninvited. This allows Zach and Caitlin to escape and manage to hide the emerald back in the museum. The Rat King offers to find the kids for a reward and Don Tertelli agrees and the Rat King uses his rats to sabotage the museum's master controls, locking everyone, including the turtles, outside of the museum, with Zack and Caitlin trapped inside with the villains, where they're recaptured and tied up by Don Tertelli. Caitlin fights off the foot tickling and not breaking, but Zack gives in and returns the emerald. However, when they get away, Rat King uses the sabotage computer system to create a snowstorm inside of the museum. The turtles sneak back near the museum to meet up with April and see a truck marked Tertelli. And with the influx of rats, conclude that Don Tertelli and the Rat King must be working together to hold Caitlin and Zach hostage. However, the turtles are suddenly cornered by Sergeant O'Flattery, who is more competent now than everyone believed when he managed to sneak up on them and trap the turtles undetected. However, a flattery actually believes in reasonable doubt as there's no proof that they stole the emerald and allows them to go so that they can go and infiltrate the museum under the, the agreement that they have one hour to retrieve the emerald and prove their innocence. Otherwise, they'll have to surrender to him. The turtles find a way inside and manage to rescue the kids. While Donatello and Caitlin fix the computer system, the other turtles and Zach go after the Tritelli, Boldini, and the Rat King and successfully retrieve the Tortellini Emerald. The Rat King manages to escape capture, however. It is later revealed that the great Boldini was attempting to steal the Emerald in the show and faked its robbery. He's arrested with Don Tritelli and Sergeant O'Flattery is credited with foiling the larceny, but claims he could not have accomplished it without the help of the teenage mutant ninja leprechauns the end boldini television <laughs> nice <laughs> all right last up let me tell you a story this is the missing map season three episode 39 written by david wise originally aired november 16th 1989 
The turtles are reminiscing about their past with Zach, the fifth turtle, and his brother, Walt. It shows Zach an old photo album, which has a pouch that contains a map the turtles previously used to find their lair when they were little, and a note from Shredder detailing this plot to dishonor Hamato Yoshi and drive him out of the Foot Clan. Both of these things, you can imagine, are, are things that Shredder would love to get his grubby little mitts on. Walt is jealous of the turtles' friendship with Zach and steals the pouch. Bebop and Rocksteady are cruising around the sewers in a techno rover. They're looking for a science fair in the park or something. I wasn't necessarily paying the best attention. Uh, but they instead run across Zach and Walt talking about the documents. They call Shredder, who orders an ambush at the park. Walt decides to hide the pouch in a nearby cannon in the park while Zach stalls the bad guys. But Zach is kidnapped by Bebop and Rocksteady and taken to the Technodrome. Walt runs to the sewers and Shredder chases him. Meanwhile, Krang straps Zack into his thought extractor in the Technodrome. But Zack escapes and goes all home alone on Krang, Bebop, and Rocksteady. Uh, the turtles go on patrol after hearing about a teenager being chased by Shredder and find Walt in a pile of garbage in the sewer who catches them up on the plot. Shredder also just kind of gives up on finding Walt and heads back to the Technodrome. Zack disengages the gyroscopic stabilizer in the Technodrome and starts following into a nearby lava pool. Luckily, Shredder shows up just in time to fix the stabilizer. Uh, meanwhile, Zack steals a Techno Rover and heads back to the surface, where he runs across the turtles and tells them about the map being hidden in a cannon in the park. Unfortunately, Shredder overhears this thanks to a surveillance drone he sent to spy on Zack. They all meet up in the park, which is next to a military base where they're unveiling a new auto-gyro zeppelin. Raft tries to fish the map out of the cannon, but the cannon's out of wheels. He winds up rolling down a hill into the lake. Rocksteady pins Don and Mike down with laser fire while Shredder and Bebop steal the auto-gyro zeppelin, and Leo swipes a nearby weather balloon. Rocksteady's beaten when Walt sprays it with some sort of flame-retardant foam. Meanwhile, Bebop pulls the cannon out of the lake and pushes Raph off of it, but luckily Leo's there to catch him. He slices the Zeppelin, but not before Shredder pulls the map out of the cannon. Uh, Bebop then drops the cannon to the lake and explodes. Uh, it's kind of funny. Back in the sewer, Raph reveals he swapped the real map in the cannon with a phony, and we see the bad guys running out of the sewer and off of a cliff, thinking that it's probably the turtle's lair. Uh, because he stole a map and hid it in the stupidest possible location and got everyone in grave danger, but then sprayed a rhino man with, with a fire extinguisher, the turtles decide to make Walt the honorary sixth turtle because he was so brave. The end. Man, wow. So if you thought, if you wow. thought there were too many, now there's six. Yeah. <laughs> uh, zero editorializing by myself on that, on that summarization. <laughs> Oh yeah, no, that was that was one for one exactly everything. Yeah, man, what, oh, what an amazing trilogy of episodes! You know, I was surprised that we got two Zacks back to back. Oh, I know, right? Yeah. Suddenly, Zach is just in a couple episodes. I don't know where after two Zacks too many, frankly. Yeah, not no, a fan of Zach. No, not a fan of Zach. What are you talking about this is the sixth turtle. Fifth turtle man, sixth is is one. Oh, that's right. Oh man, I messed up my own joke. Anyway, <laughs> on the second time around. Hey, nice junk. So, I, I don't really have anything to say about the turtle Terminator one, other than I guess there's kind of a bit of probably a Terminator influence here. 
I like, uh, okay. And so that was the thing is like, I was talking to some people about this um, on Twitter when it was like the 30th anniversary or when we were talking about how it was like 32 years ago and watching it, there's really like, other than like a robot with like posing as a person, there's really not a Terminator influence. No, exactly. I guess it was kind of like, it's pretty standard robot. Yeah. in fact, uh, the attack of Big Mac was much more like the Terminator. Yeah, it was a robot exactly. From the future, but that was more like short circuit. So, um. yeah, it, it's definitely it's something. Um, yeah, like, I, I really don't have anything to say about this episode here. Yeah. Uh, so, it, this is kind of an anchovy, but this this episode is pretty notorious for um, its bad animation. Yeah. Um. And so I'm bringing it up now just because, like, it does when when you look up like bad animation in Ninja Turtles, it's usually this episode. It's it's like the five turtles from that one earlier episode, and then this one. <laughs> this so, one was done in Dublin. Uh, I I can't remember. Um, I was trying to find the animation team, and when I was watching the credits it was a lot of names i didn't recognize i mean not that i know all these people but it was like it was a lot of different names like you know like when you see something enough times and then it suddenly changes on you and you're like oh that's different yeah that's kind of what happened here i didn't look any further into it but i know that like it's a different animation team yeah um so this episode has tom pinto as Raphael and greg berg as donatello and bebop they both voiced those characters before, but I think this is the first episode where they both replace a character in the episode. And apparently this is the last time Tom Pinto voices Raph. Right. I'm okay with that. I'm okay with that too. Yeah, I'm okay, I'm okay with that too. <laughs> yeah. He sounds like, he's, he sounds exactly the opposite of Rob Paulson as Raphael somehow. Yeah. It's like, it, it's totally different. Like, Greg Berg kind of gets close to what... Uh, uh, and that's the thing like greg, does, berg, yeah. greg berg even gets closer to it the more times he does it like tom yeah. pinto like just never does it <laughs> right <laughs> he just kind of talks like this you know yeah it's like it's like a bad groucho Marx. <laughs> absolutely <laughs> which yeah. which that was yeah you know, that's what rob paulson was going for was a bad groucho marks yeah but like tom pinto is like just it, it the delivery is not the same mm-hmm. uh, i also think because this is something that's bugged me, is that they never find the holes where the transport modules come out of. And in this episode, they finally find one. It's, and then it's do taken nothing like, with it. <laughs> and they do nothing with it. And then they're like, oh, Shredder was here, which was something they knew about anyway. But yeah, the less said about that, the better. <laughs> there's a reason why I just entirely skipped that in my summary, because there's some <laughs> stuff that happens in this episode that like doesn't go anywhere. There's no point in it even being there, other than it just feels like it's kind of there to fill in space. Yeah. yeah. But Anyway, this is an anchovies, though. This is the second time around. <laughs> All right. <laughs> All right. Well, then let's let's move on to what I think is the best episode of the three. Do I have to pick one? Uh, you know what? <laughs> you can. You can. Uh, if it's not the Great Boldini, though, it's wrong. Um, <laughs> I see. Because, I, I mean, I, I mean, I was watching this again, and it, it took me back because, like, yeah, I've been saying for a while, this is this was one of the ones that I had on VHS. This one, I think I probably watched the most on VHS. Um, yeah, like I know of this episode. I think it was, this was like one of the more heavily advertised VHSs. It must have been like, pretty this was well part made. Of the, 
this was part of the Burger King Kids Club um, videos. So, mm-hmm. and that's that's the thing is like I didn't really go to Burger King when I was when I was a kid. And like I can't even think of the last time I'd been to a Burger King, but I know I got this video, um, and I used to watch it all the time. Like, and so like a lot of the, a lot of the line readings like kind of brought me back and. Um. Yeah, like I, I had a good time with this one. Um, yeah. Just little little things. It's like, oh, like I remember when they said that, and then like I can't remember if Caitlin ever shows up again. I think it's just this episode. Yeah, I know. Uh, Caitlin, yeah, just shows up. <laughs> and that's the thing is like, <laughs> they like when um okay, so it is. This is the only episode that Caitlin's in. Um. But she's also just like she already knows about the turtles, and <laughs> it's kind of it's it's going to be an anchovy. And this is a, a constant theme: is what are the rules of who knows what about the turtles? And it's yeah. just in this episode, everybody knows about the turtles, so there's literally no reason for the turtles to hide. Well, it other than like they're considered like a menace, like the cops immediately believe they're the ones that stole the diamond. You know, they seem like turtles. Oh, they must have stolen it. So that's the only thing I come up with is that they're considered fugitives just because they're mutant turtles. But then even when the cop sees the turtles, he's like, oh, they're leprechauns. Yeah. And then and then he even like lets them like solve the case to free themselves. (laughs) Yeah. What are the rules? Yeah. Like, what are the rules here? Um, But yeah, so this is the only time that uh, we see Caitlin. And so Caitlin is played by uh, Maggie Roswell, who's a really good voice actress, um, primarily known for The Simpsons. She played Maude Flanders, Helen Lovejoy, R.I.P. Um, to Maude Flanders, yeah. uh, Luann Van Houten. Um, so all, all of those kind of characters and still on the show today. Awesome. Uh, the only thing I had for this episode is this, a, this is another episode with no, no Shredder or Krang. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, it seems like all the Don Trutelli episodes so far have not had Shredder or Krang. So I guess that is the the two other big villains, the two other big bad guys in this series that are Rat King and this mobster that tickles people's feet with feathers to get Don Trutelli. Don Trutelli. Put some respect on his name. Yeah. But yeah, and, and it's kind of cool that like they team up in this one. Like this is this is a good Rat King episode too. Yeah, yeah, we've, yeah. We've got a lot of Rat King and a lot of Zach lately. Yeah, the other thing that I've kind of noticed, and it's happened more recently. This isn't the first episode where it's happened, but it's kind of like slowly creeping in more and more that they make like Mikey more stupid than the other ones. You know, like in this one, it kind of felt like he was holding the idiot stick a little bit more. Mm. Uh, so it's it's a it's um it's a trope called flanderization yes and it basically means like like when a character has like a particular like thing about them like a personality trait or a tick or something and the audience seems receptive to it the show creators will kind of double down on that and that kind of becomes the character's only thing yeah so, yeah, so hence, Flanders, it's religion. Yeah, or just the highly hodly, you know, Flanderizations. Mm-hmm. And so with Mikey, like this is kind of the descent into Mikey being the dumb, the dumb one, rather than just the party dude. 
he's also the stupid one. Yeah. It's possible he got stupider with more partying. Alcohol kills your brains, kids. <laughs> well, he's only 15. <laughs> Somebody had to flush a, a six pack of Billy beer at some time, right? So, so another thing too. Um, so Zach, uh, I think in the last episode, it said he was like 14. So he's like roughly one year younger than the, than the turtles. If the tur- if we're assuming these turtles are 15. Okay. Um, but like, he seemed like, like an eight year old. Yeah. <laughs> this one, like he was so much younger, like appearing. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't remember him being 14 because to me, he's always like five years old. He just, yeah, yeah, he's just at that age where he's yeah, super like annoying. 10 or 8 or yeah. Yeah. But yeah, it was like, it was weird how like because he, he seemed like he was older in the last episode and in the next episode. Um, but he's like, ew, yuck, she's not my girlfriend in this one. Yeah, but he had a whole closet full of stuffed animals in the last one. I mean, to be fair, I had stuffed animals when I was, you know, old enough. I guess I do um, have a sock monkey in my dresser right now. So. Yeah, it's fine. I mean, I'm, I'm literally playing with my action figures as we record this episode. Anyway, anyway moving on. When I was, um, I was definitely also going at you girls because I was a weirdo. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, you were in Utah, Utah right? My girlfriend. Huh? You were in Utah, though, right? Yeah, I was in Utah. Yeah, see, there you go. <laughs> I still am in Utah. Yeah, you still have you still like it out. <laughs> um, this is the final appearance of Don Tritelli. Oh wow, really? This is so no more, no more of the great man. He looks like looks like when they arrest him, he 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 doesn't get he doesn't break out this time. Hmm. Okay. No more feet tickling, huh? No more feet tickling in this show. You can steal all the kimonos in the world, but the second you steal an emerald, then you're gone forever. That's that's when that's when the police really right. get on you. <laughs> I thought it was I thought it was kind of weird though, too, that like what museum allows a, magic, a magician to perform there? Like, why is he performing here? Not at not at like, you know, Carnegie Hall or some other performance theater. Like, why a museum? Not only that, but why make it let him like perform a trick that allows him to make the priceless artifact in the museum disappear? It was, you know, it was also weird. And this isn't really an anchovy. This is, this is just something like, this is just a weird writing thing where like the, she's, April's talking to the curator and she's like, tell me about the, tell me about the emerald. And he's like, that's not my thing. I'm a paleontologist. And it's like, why even have this character? What, Mike? We're not in anchovies yet, man. But like, why? No, I said it wasn't anchovies. It was just a weird writing thing. It's like, <laughs> but why? Why write this character in there if, like, if you're just immediate, like, <laughs> you know, they've got to fill. If, if you're just gonna, power. I, yeah. I mean, I guess, but like, there's better ways to fill out a half hour. Than just, than just having like a bad improv character just no and something i mean turtle terminator really has a lot of great examples of you know filling a half hour <laughs> in a poor way but all three like the missing map too like what's with the them putting the map in the cannon and like you don't think the cannon's loaded is it and the cannon explodes but it turns out the map wasn't in the cannon yeah 
Uh, speaking of the missing map. Speaking uh, of the missing map. Speaking of the missing map. How did they get a picture of themselves like pre-mutation by the side of a river? Yeah. I think Splinter took it. He Splinter took it. He like just went like out on a walk with them and took a picture of them in like Central Park next to it. I mean, we don't know how long he yeah. had the turtles before before they mutated. That's what I'm saying. I think he did it when he was Hamato Yoshi. So, so like he de- yeah, he so he definitely could have done it. I like how Turtlepedia has um try tries to like posit that and they're like perhaps the turtles had a previous encounter with the boy who bought them. <laughs> it's like what? <laughs> <laughs> so that's that's in, more plausible in this situation the turtles ran across this kid followed him home broke into his house <laughs> stole a picture of themselves brought it back and put it in their own photo album like honestly that would be an interesting story is like the turtles meeting that boy again true but we know like, he didn't take a picture of him because he was taking the he still had them in the bowl from the uh was he coming home thing. from the pet store or was he returning yeah. them oh true yeah he's like all right i got my one picture i'm taking them back but no but 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 seriously that like that would be a super interesting story like where they see like him down and beat him up for taking him back to the store or or just like you know they they save a kid you know who has trouble walking across the street and keeps getting almost hit by cars like <laughs> they save him <laughs> and they're like there's something familiar about this and then he's like wow four turtles just like the ones that i lost down the drain the last time this happened wouldn't he be like an adult now if like the turtles have grown up to be teenagers no remember they didn't grow up to be teenagers they just automatically grew up into turtle men in the show okay all right then never mind he would still be a child then now there is there is a short story uh, it's AC Farley did it. It's called 15 Years Later. I think it's called 15 Years Later. And it's like, it takes place like right during issue one when they're like going to face the shredder, but they're running through the sewers and they run across this guy who like they recognize. And it's the kid that dropped them into the sewer, but he's an adult now and he's a sewer worker. And his name is Chet. No, <laughs> I am a hundred percent serious. Yes. Yeah. But, but, that is too ridiculous for me to make it up on the spot, man. That's, it's it's 100%. That's awesome. Yeah, it's great. Yes. <laughs> Meta. Yeah, right? <laughs> I would I would love to see that story like adapted somewhere. Yeah, I mean it's like a three-page story, but No, but if, still, like that's cool. If they could make these episodes in the or these plots in the 30-minute episodes, they could do it with with that, Exactly. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. All right, missing map. Um, so this episode introduces an auto gyro zeppelin, a surveillance drone that is definitely from Silverhawks. I'm pretty sure the Silverhawks has a similar uh, bird-shaped drone and the Techno Rover. But as far as I can tell, none of those were toys, despite them clearly looking like toys. So the Techno Rover actually is from the first season. Um, is it, it really? yeah? It's first up. It, it was first in uh, Hot Rodding Teenagers. It's what um, when everybody's flying around in the Technodrome, uh, Trag and Granitor are driving it, and then it shows oh, okay. up. And then it shows up again in uh, Shredder and Splintered. Um, yeah, because Leo like cuts the cuts the wheels out of it, right? Yeah, I yeah, remember yeah, that yeah, now. Yeah. yeah, okay, it's been a while. Um, but yeah, like I've always liked the Techno Rover. Um, I don't think it's ever been a toy, though. You're right. Yeah, not not that I can think of. I tried looking it up. It might have had a different name, but I, 
I feel like I would have seen it at this point. Yeah, and in fact, like Turtlepedia is not listing anything um, for it. So missed opportunity. Yeah. Oh, what was it? Okay, no. In Hot Riding Teenagers, uh, Trag and Grandis are dead in it in the Technodrome, and they're driving on the streets in it. That's what it was. Yeah, because Leo like cuts the wheels yeah. despite them clearly being treads. Whatever. <laughs> But it, but it was cool. Like, and I don't I don't think they called it a techno rover in those episodes. So I think this is the first time it's actually called the techno rover. There we go. Uh, the only other note I had is that David Wise wrote this episode. He also wrote Blast from the Past, and both of them have to do with Splinter being the leader of the Foot Clan. So he's really doubled down on that idea. I don't know if so, that ever really plays out. But. I so I was thinking about like how I can't remember. So Blast from the Past that wasn't about the document that like would have cleared splinter's name right no that's the one where splinter does the curly maneuver to prove right the, cur- okay, the, so the curly r- maneuver so is anybody else like with me and like the document that would have proved splinter's innocence is way more interesting than the map to their to their lair yes and i mean i, I don't want to crack into too many anchovies in the segment but like yeah. <laughs> we'll get there. Yeah. Should we move on to anchovies? Oh, I think we should get there then. The basketball's oh, circling the rim. I've got, I've got a couple like a couple things here. Okay. One, Lay it on. this is Walt's second appearance, which is only significant to me because I never expected to see him again. <laughs> Do we ever not, see him not again? Only that, not only that, like the episode opens with him in the sewer. Yeah, like it opens with him in the sewer, and I was like, "What? They brought another kid down here?" And then I was yeah. like, "Oh, it's it's his jerk older brother." Oh, that's right. Like, yeah, that's right. He was in the first episode. I'm seeing his jerk older brother again. It's like honestly, like if if that was the case, why introduce Caitlin in in, in the Great Boldini? Like, just why didn't you just have that be Walt, and then we could have just had Zach and Walt for three episodes? Ugh. I mean, because then we would have had to have Walt for another episode. <laughs> okay, we fair. do get Walt for another episode. He's Caitlin Zach is... and the Alien Invaders. So. Yeah. Well, all I'm saying is Caitlin's a lot more bearable than Walt is. Yeah. And my last other thing is: Has there always been black trim on Splinter's robe? No. no. So that would that did stick out to me too. Yeah, the, it's a coloring error. His oh. other kimono was at the kimono cleaners at Kimono Carl's. Yeah. All right, yeah, I just noticed the black trim and was like, is that always been there? Because it looks different. Apparently, it was different. <laughs> it was different, yeah. It's a different variation of the toy. You guys could have totally, like, gaslighted me. Just, like, let me believe I was going. Totally. No, we don't We don't <laughs> yeah. do that here on this show. No, Spencer, he's been a mouse the whole time. You thought he was a rat? Really? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Anyway, gaslighting sucks. And you know what else sucks? These episodes. Anchovies. (laughs) That too. No anchovies. You put anchovies on this thing and you're in big trouble, okay? I can't let you know. Two sections too early. And anchovies (laughs) aren't that bad, actually. Uh, Yeah. Pizza with some mushrooms. I was going to talk about how I don't have that many anchovies for these episodes. Other than like, Turtle Terminator is not a good episode. Um, And... Like we said, it, this is this episode is notoriously one of the worst animated ones. 
there's like specifically when like there's that part um when like I, I can't remember who's I think it's Shredder's foot they like stomp on and it's like it just cuts to like a still frame of Irma a still frame of Bebop and it like holds on them for like two seconds each like enough that you're like something is wrong here is my dvd player messing up yeah i thought my i thought mine was buffering and i remembered it was a dvd player i'm like wait that doesn't do that yeah these animators are just like we need to extend this story for as long as we can to fill the time and it's like they're they're making sounds in the background so it's like you know that like they're supposed to be animation here and the fact that there's not is what is so jarring about it. Yeah, no, I, I had a hard time watching this episode. You know, like, I mean, I, there was bits where I obviously, I guess, wasn't paying attention because I wrote a note of like, it just ran like the, the, ter- the Terminator bot just randomly comes back to Zap Shredder and Krang. And then when I was summarizing it, I realized that I just wasn't paying attention when Donatello reprogrammed it and sent it back. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Which again, this is... Within three episodes, Donatello has reprogrammed no less than two killer robots that Krang has made. It's ridiculous. <laughs> so and that's the thing is like, you know, why Krang keeps having like these killer robots. It's like, this seems like such a downgrade from Metalhead. Yeah, totally. Mm-hmm. Also, Shredder says, this, this is where the episode lost me. It's very, very early on. But Shredder says, Turtle Terminator self-activate. Yes. If you have to tell something to, to self-activate, it's not that's self-activating. not self-activating. I, did, I paused for a second. I was like, that doesn't make sense. Yeah, totally. Through. I paused it. I looked around to nobody and just sighed. You looked around to me several states away because yes. I was sighing too at the same right. time. I was like, you can't self-activate. You can't self-activate. If you're also, told to self-activate. The only thing that Don can think to beat this robot is to give it too many targets. But he didn't even try, like, getting it wet, magnets, logical fallacy, like, nothing. He's like, the only thing that can possibly stop it is too many targets. How does he know that? How do you, how, how do he reach that conclusion? It's, it's a bad episode. Yeah, like, it's just... And, and, and again, we're harping on 87 Ninja Turtles. But this is just a bad episode yeah should we move on to and it's like the 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 news anchor guy that irma like wants to go on a date with is even more obnoxious than vernon oh i totally forgot about that guy that was what i was quoting at the beginning of the show you know yeah like i'll give you an hour of my time Mm -hmm. what a loser well should we talk about the next one the great boldini then i got nothing Moving on. You got nothing. Uh, <laughs> nothing you haven't said already. I know, nothing, that I, nothing that I haven't said already. Um, it is, I mean, Great Boldini, it, it is a little weird that he's tickling kids. Um, and it's like his henchmen, uh, so we see Rodney, the henchman, um, at the beginning of the episode when like they're, they're like not even sitting on like a chair or a couch watching, watching Great Boldini. They're like sitting on like a bench in in like the middle of that room. That like it's not comfortable looking. Well, the museum's not set up to host a 
no, 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 no. This for is, this some is, reason. This is at like Great Boldini's house. This is before they even get there. Oh, okay. Um, so like Don Tertelli's watching this in his house, and it's like they're not even sitting on like a chair or a couch, they're sitting on like a bench in this room. It is sell all the furniture to pay off the destroyed jet boat. Oh, there you go. Last episode. I don't um, know, man. Uh. So that's the thing. So so we see <laughs> we see Rodney's like, what are we gonna do now, boss? And Don Tertelli's like, I'm gonna go steal the emerald back. Um, and then we never see Rodney again. Like Rodney doesn't come to help him with the plan. Strange. Um, so there, so there was that. It was shortly after his boss said he wanted to steal this emerald that he decided he wanted to get out of the mob life. Yeah, he was like, you know yeah. what? He's like, you know what? This ain't for me, man. I already stole all those kimonos, man. I already stole all those kimonos. There was another henchman in that episode, too. Yeah. He probably got laid off uh, after after recouping the losses from those stolen kimonos. He was tickled to death. Yeah. Uh, I don't understand why the cop thinks they're leprechauns, and that just really, really bugged me. Yeah, like the the Irish cop out of nowhere, kind of like, okay, guy. Yeah, saw it coming. Still not happy with yeah, it. Yeah, saw it coming. Definitely wasn't happy that it did. And again, like you said, like th- they seem to know the turtles exist, and also when they see the turtles, they don't believe they're turtles. Like. And the turtles are in disguise. It's like pick. Yeah. Like, like if, if you're gonna do have different rules over different episodes, fine. But like you're breaking your own rules in the same episode. Yeah. Ridiculous. Also, why do the why do the turtles just keep bringing kids to their lair? Like just like new, just you know, they let anyone just come and visit now. I guess anyone just know the location of their secret hideout. <laughs> Yeah, in the next episode, they're all secretive about it, but, like, they brought two teenagers down. Like, Lotus just walked in that one time. Yeah. Irma knows, April knows, Shredder walked in one time when he was brainwashed or something. Like, yeah. When he thought he was Michelangelo. That was it, yeah. Yeah, it's... Yeah. I feel like they should have, like, moved hideouts by now. No, then the animation team would have to draw a new, <laughs> draw yeah. a new house. Do you know how expensive it is to get movers to move a sewer couch? Oof, I can only imagine. Yeah. Then you have to kill them so they don't tell people where your hideout is. <laughs> right. Then you gotta kill them, yep. Yeah. Please blind them. <laughs> but speaking of not knowing uh, where the turtle's lair is, uh, the, the missing map. Man, when I saw David Wise wrote this episode, I just knew. (laughs) You knew what you were in for? For Like, he does do some really good episodes, but, like, most of them, like, it just, the third act especially is just random and crazy, and the, the components just barely hold together. Like, okay, so they have the map, sure. They have the, the plot that Shredder came up with to frame Hamato Yoshi. Where did they get that? And why does Shredder care that other people know that he framed Tomato Yoshi? Because the Foot Clan are all robots at this point. And he said multiple times how evil he is. Like, he's got no rep to protect. And, and I don't know. And, and just on top of that, they, how long have they had this evidence? 
they, 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 they could have cleared Splinter's name this whole time. Man, they met the ghost of their ancestor who is the the founder of the Foot Clan and weren't like, oh, hey, dude, by the way, we got a note saying this guy's the bad guy. Like, uh, the whole thing. Why? <laughs> yeah. It's, I mean, and like, Splinter, Splinter's kind of gone on record that he doesn't care to. Yeah. Like, he, there was that, there was that episode like where he wanted to be Hamada Yoshi again. And then he's like, no, nah, he's like, I'm going to stay Splinter. Then my my only other thing is nothing says incompetence like being thwarted by Zach, like by Zach just being able to escape your custody in the Technodrome, completely home alone it, and then like run off. <laughs> oh man, it's oh oh! I wish you hadn't even brought this up. I got a whole rant for it, Spencer. But okay. so they put this they put this thought sucking device on Zach's head. The way he escapes is the device just randomly zaps Bebop and Rocksteady, apparently into submission, and then in front of Krang, <laughs> in his giant robot body, they can turn his hands into axes and, and giant claws and crap. Zack runs away from him. Krang does nothing to stop him. Zack gets in the control room of the Technodrome, and he goes all home alone on him. Screaming turtle power the entire time. Oh my gosh. Cut the kid's head off. I, geez, Louise, I hate Zach so much. It's so bad. <laughs> Rile up my blood. Well, then I was gonna say this got really dark. <laughs> well, you know how me as one of those, you know, 2003 Mirage Turtles fans. I love it when things get real dark. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> dark yeah. and gritty. Real. Uh, people say just... people say 87 is not dark and gritty. I want just like same as it never was, uh, Zach the Fifth Turtle edition. It's just like twenty four minutes of the camera train on a gravestone that says Zach the Fifth Turtle. <laughs> I'm in a weird place right now, guys. I'm sorry. No, it's, it's fine, buddy. That's what we're here for. Yeah. Is, yeah. Maybe we can maybe we can lift ourselves back out of it by talking about something we like. Oh, I love being a turtle. Nice segue. Thank you. Uh, turtle Terminator. So as much as like the animation is bad in this episode, I like the art direction in this episode. Like the characters are all drawn very well. It's just the animation that makes them move that's terrible. I see. Because like I was looking at stills before before watching this episode and I was like, oh, like that, that actually looks like a little bit more like detailed than we normally get and then it wasn't and then like seeing in motion then you're like oh yeah oh yeah that's what i'm watching one one good bit of animation that i thought was pretty funny so the the party party wagon the turtle van is trying to drive away from the terminator who is irma right and irma's like using a tractor beam and they're like just let her grab us and when that happens irma just like into the back of the car, like just like splats against it, yeah. and they drive away with her on it. Like it cracked me up. <laughs> no eyes, no nothing. She's just like, this is where I am now. Just yeah, this is what I do. This is, this is my life now. I'll also give this episode props because it doesn't start with Krang explaining to Shredder what he made. Uh, we're we're just kind of introduced right in the middle, of, like you're you're doing Operation Turtle Terminator, and then also 
in the very beginning, Splinter is like using a mirror to trick the turtles and, and training them in that way. And that comes back at the end. And oftentimes in this show, I've noticed whatever is happening at the beginning doesn't matter at all. But in this episode, they actually kind of come back to it. So props on those two accounts. Yeah, good way to go. Good job on the loop. Good job on the loop. Yeah. Good foreshadowing. I uh, didn't manage to write anything for the episode. <laughs> <laughs> I tried. Because you wrote because you wrote so many things for the Great Boldini? I, I mean, I wrote I wrote at least one thing for the Great Boldini, which is more than I wrote for the other two episodes. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Well, so the Great Boldini, out of these three, it is the it is the best episode. I'm gonna say it officially official uh, i'll allow it i'll go i'm, not, I'm not happy about it i don't appreciate it but i'll allow it like it, i mean it, it it it's a good like you know stupid contrivances aside you know it it's a good you know suspenseful thing like the turtles are trapped inside the museum then they're trapped outside the museum like there's no like running across town to go find the one, you know, MacGuffin or whatever. Like every, all the action is contained in one location. It's very clear, like the stakes. Um, Rat King showing up is a fun bonus. I Rat King. Oh, I love the Rat King. Especially um, like the part where he sends the rats to get into the computer. The one rat just like bites a microchip and fries itself. Yeah. It's hilarious. That's one of those things that like I said, like is burned into my memory. And you're like, <laughs> I remember yeah um but no like this is this is all around this is a good episode yeah i think it's funny when they kidnap caitlin and they've got her and they tell like that if they want to see his girlfriend or something like that that he's gonna have to give him the map but then his his immediate response you know instead of being like worried about anything else like his his immediate worry right now is yuck she's not my girlfriend yeah exactly (laughs) yeah that out the second he says that when there's, I don't know, worse things going on. Yeah. Like, like Zach, read the room, buddy. <laughs> there's a great um, bit in this episode that Don Tertelli talks about, like, the emerald used to belong to his father. And I think is, is it Rodney is his uh, associate? Rodney. Yeah. He says, why isn't it still in the family? And Tertelli says, well, the cops caught him walking out of a museum with <laughs> yeah. him. Like, so he stole it. That's how it was in your family. Yeah, that's, <laughs> like, it wasn't in your family. You're yeah. like for more than you know, twenty minutes. That's yeah. a that's a fantastic joke. I'm it's a, it's a good down. it's a good yeah. throwaway bit, and it's like if you didn't if you're not paying attention to the dialogue, like you know, which we don't we don't talk about that enough on this show. Like the the show has fun, witty dialogue. Yeah, and like we we've kind of stopped saying it, but like you can tell when everybody's in on the joke and having fun. Mm-hmm. Definitely. And this, this is one of those episodes where it doesn't exactly happen, at least not when the kids are on screen, but like the adults all kind of get it. Yeah. Which is funny because the kids are played by adults. So it's Rob, Rob Paulson doing his best eight year old impression. Yeah. I mean, he, he doesn't do a bad job. He, he nails those kid voices. Which is which is funny because like in the missing map, uh, Walt is played by T- uh, Townsend Coleman. Oh wow! Was he not played by Townsend Coleman before? Uh, I think I he know. was. I, I think he's been he's been Townsend Coleman all um, the first time too. But it's just it's just funny because like you just uh, you can hear it. Yeah, yeah. 
Like there's a part where he screams and I'm like, that's Michelangelo's scream. <laughs> I do like in the missing map that they acknowledge that like the turtles at one point needed a map to see where they were going to get home. Like I think yeah. that's that's a cute detail and something that we don't always get from the turtles, you know. And it's like so like we said, we established that they're they automatically grew up into you know turtle men and it's just kind of funny that the turtle men needed <laughs> needed a map to find a way around the sewer yeah they were new to life they didn't know I, that's fair yeah. yeah splinter splinter or hamato yoshi carried them around everywhere when they were <laughs> when they were babies um but yeah like walt's walt's motivation actually isn't terrible like he's he's just he's a jealous older brother like yeah i you know i i don't hate walt um i would like to see a little bit more character development but you know character development in 87 is kind of non-existent so <laughs> yeah i mean he's, he's at least developed from hating that his little brother likes the turtles to being jealous that his little brother is friends with the turtles I mean, that's, that's less of development and more of uh, just like switch being. Yeah, that's more. But... That's more of demel- That's more development than any of the turtles get in this show. True. Yeah. Anything else we need to talk about for these episodes before we move on to the news? I think that's it. So this was a good yeah. trilogy of episodes, in my opinion. Um, yeah. Uh, a staunch disagreement from me. I did not care for these three. Oh, sorry. But uh sorry to sorry to hear you say that yeah it's not <laughs> i dude there's 47 episodes in this season alone there's bound to be some stinkers you know <laughs> I've, I've had a good run uh leatherhead meets the rat king we've had usagi we've had uh uh what casey jones was in the season like twice it's fine to, to have a couple of ones that i don't care for you know it's one bad week out of how many weeks we're doing this so on to the news i think so <laughs> This is April O'Neil of Channel 6. Oh, that's how you do it. Yeah, I gotta get that. You get the... Got that's it. The, yeah, that's from, where it it's is. From the, it's from the gut, right? Yeah, yeah, from the gut. A lot from the clavicle as well, ironically. Yeah, yeah. All right, so in the news, uh, kind of picking up something we missed last week. Um, so Super 7 uh, announced kind of, a, kind of a stealth drop didn't even tease it, but uh, they're doing an exclusive with Big Bad Toy Store uh, for their TMNT Ultimate series. There's Undercover Raph, which is, you know, their Raphael figure in a trench coat with a couple of other accessories. And it's a throwback to the uh, somewhat rare uh, Undercover Raph figure from the Playmates toy line. Um, so it's uh, the thing that tripped me out is that it's only available on Big Bad Toy Store. I didn't realize that when it first uh, dropped. So uh, definitely head over to Big Bad Toy Store if you are interested. Uh, $55, which is the new standard price for um, Ultimates figures. Uh, I'm kind of interested in it. I don't know if I need another Raph in a trench coat because I already have the movie one. Mm-hmm. What surprises me, so Super 7 has been, they've been doing their toys based on the old Playmates toys. Right. The second line of Turtles, they had Samurai Leo, which they've made. They had Sewer Surfer Mike, which they've made. 
but it was undercover Donatello, not Raphael, and Spaceman Raphael. So I don't know if this is like, is this, are they going to use the same sculpt and make an undercover undercover Donatello later? So the the trench coat is actually a soft goods trench coat. Oh, so it's based more on the later line that was all of them in soft coats. Well, it's, so it's, yeah. So that's what, that's what I mean. Like it's that rarer figure Mm -hmm. from later on um that this one's based on but it it's probably going to be the case when they do that don the undercover donatello it's going to be a soft goods jacket um i yeah i don't know we don't because we don't know if the next wave is going to have space cadet raf or undercover don but it's fair to say it's going to be one of those two though yeah and then, uh, yeah. So, like I said, Big Bad Toy Store, $55, uh, ships next year. Uh, and then the big reveal of the week. Uh, it was teased last week after we recorded our episode. Um, and Super 7 has officially announced and solicited their TMNT Ultimates Party Wagon. Yes. Which is amazing. Uh, we knew that this was going to be happening eventually. Uh, we, I personally didn't think it was going to be happening this soon in the line. Even though we are six waves in um, for three waves released, but I, I didn't think we, I didn't think they would do it this soon. Um, and the big uh, elephant in the room is the price tag. Yeah, what $450? $450 if you purchase it directly through Super 7. Wow. Uh, Big Bad Toy Store uh, has is doing it for $500, $499.99. And Entertainment Earth is also uh, offering it for $450. However, uh, shipping through Big Bad or shipping through Entertainment Earth is currently $108 for FedEx. Goodness gracious. Uh, this is listed as I think they said 25 pounds uh, on Entertainment Earth's website. So pretty, pretty big. Wow, that's that's huge. Uh, this thing is not tiny. Um, the official specs on it are pretty, pretty big. Pause for effect while I pull up those specs. <laughs> Is it going to be big enough for like <clears throat> someone to actually drive in it? Or? I mean, for four hundred and fifty dollars, that's kind of the that's kind of what everybody is saying. Um, big enough to like, like let your like toddler be able to like walk around in it. You so know? the yeah, for four hundred fifty bucks, I expect it to be remote controlled at least, right? <laughs> <laughs> so the uh, so the package dimensions. I'm gonna start. I'm gonna start big. Uh, the package dimensions are twenty two inches long 14 and a half inches wide and uh eight or 15 uh almost 16 inches uh height in height tall wow so the actual party wagon is almost 14 inches tall 20 about um, about 21 and a half inches long and about 13 inches wide so Jeez, this is a pretty, I mean, like it, you're literally a foot in every direction, almost two feet in one direction. 
Like yeah. this is freaking huge. Um, includes uh, a bunch of accessories, um, a bunch of tools for Donatello, um, a couple bombs. I think they're include calling the laser cannons uh, that attach to the sides uh, accessories, uh, a squished mouser, like a roadkill mouser, <laughs> um, and some like helmets and uh, sunglasses and stuff for the for the turtles. Yeah, I kind of um, wish they would just give us a pack of like helmets and sunglasses and blowtorches and wrenches and stuff. That like I'm, I'm a sucker really for cool. accessory yeah. packs like that. Um, yeah. There's a sticker sheet of you know decals to put on the party wagon. Um, they're a little different than the uh, original one. Um, like I think the original one said "foot stinks." This one has a picture of a foot and stinks written over it. Yeah. Um, they uh, the bombs don't have laugh gas and stink gas on them um you have to put those stickers on just like the originals too um the interior is pretty cool like it's it's the exact same layout of the original toy um but with a fully detailed interior this time so like the benches are actually painted um there's a like you know steel pattern on the floor um like a phone on the wall lights pizzas sculpted Onto when like the benches the look like they've been like a uh, duct tape back together and stuff. yeah exactly pretty cool yeah um there's like a uh uh boom box like built into it that you can pop out and stuff um there's a cool breakdown of all the different pieces and how they plug together to make this uh piece um it looks like it's about you know 50 plus pieces which is a lot of plastic um and i mean this thing is set to fit all four turtles inside of it at least mm -hmm. now no word if the actual like door swings out you know like you like the old one had the rubber band and like you know you you pop the you pop the roof and then like the door swung out with the turtle and on broke it. on the third time and broke on the third time yeah. uh I don't think it's going to do this one's going to do that. Um, uh, it says a swing out foot tenderizer side door. So I don't know, maybe, maybe I don't think it's actually going to be spring loaded though. Uh, <clears throat> it's currently up for pre-order right now. Uh, like I said, so, uh, you could pre-order directly through super seven uh, at super seven store.com or you could go to big bad toy store or entertainment earth uh, pre-order window is currently open uh, yesterday as we found out on November 16th to December 14th, 2021, uh, $450. They're only going to make as many as they are pre-ordered. So this isn't a Kickstarter where they have to have like a certain amount um, that are ordered before it goes into production. Uh, they're, it's going into production no matter what. And so there's been a lot of discourse about why is this so expensive? And... My notifications have been blowing up <laughs> like crazy for the past day. Um, and it sucks because it sucks for a number of reasons. I want people to have this. I want people to collect this line. I understand that this line is expensive and, you know, it, it, it it's, it's a luxury thing. You know, it's not this, it, it sucks that like, you know, collecting is expensive. I sent a picture of this to my wife. I was like, I'm, I'm, I would like to pre-order this. And she's like, no, no, no. Because I follow your podcast on Facebook and I know how much this thing costs. 
So thanks a oh, lot. So she saw already. Yeah, she saw it already. <laughs> oh, my wife hasn't seen this yet. Um, but I mean, and that's the thing is like I and there's a lot of dudes out there that are like, oh, this I wouldn't pay over a hundred dollars for this. Oh, this should have been this should have been cheaper. I mean, it's 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 hard to say that like yeah, this should have been cheaper. Like, is am I disappointed at how expensive it is? Absolutely. I wish this was cheaper. You know, it 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 gets into a thing that like you know this is a scaled size vehicle for seven inch figures. Like I said, this this toy is a foot in every direction, almost two feet in one direction. This is a huge toy. This is a lot of plastic. And, you know, I don't know if anyone's been paying attention. The price of goods and plastic has gone up in the last year. Yeah, a lot. And it's it, it sucks to see, like, the attitudes of people like, oh, they're price gouging. Oh, they're, oh, they just, they're greedy. They just they want the money. It's like, I don't know Brian Flynn, who runs Super 7. Like, I don't know him personally. Uh, I watch his interviews that he does with the Foosh and Pixel Band. And the sense that I get is that he is a guy who loves toys, who loves this kind of stuff. And he's doing it because no one else is doing this kind of stuff. And he's doing it for fans. And to kind of see this thrown back at him, like people, people saying that like, he's, he's doing it for the money. It's like, there's no money in this, you know, like there's, there's no money in making this vehicle you know yeah. i don't know it's it's like just just as like a, a reference though for how expensive plastic has become like pvc is almost as much as like a stick of like steel conduits like a stick of steel pipe like it's yeah, it's, like, it's almost the same price now like it's like really that's, that's wild yeah no plastic and, and, is very expensive right now and, and and it's like you're the biggest the biggest comparison is um uh hasbro who makes you know star wars black series figures and marvel legends uh they have their crowdsourcing thing called haslab um and the latest haslab that just closed uh, a couple months ago was galactus who is a 32 inch tall figure uh for 400 so 50 dollars less than this um and so it was four is uh four hundred dollars and before even the stretch goals, it was $400. And the whole point of crowdsourcing is like the more people that pay into this and buy this figure, the more the cost is spread out so they can add more things. But 9,000 people needed to buy Galactus before it was even going to go into production. If 9,000 people didn't buy this Galactus figure for $400, then it wasn't going to get made at all. So so people are trying to compare it to that and it 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 doesn't work exactly as a comparison because super seven's not crowdsourcing this so like there's no stretch goals super seven's making this this turtle van regardless of how many people buy it and so for them the math that they've worked out shows that this is you know this is as cheap as they can make it you know, and, and still you be able to, I mean, they got to make a profit. They're a company, you know, and, but this is as cheap as they can go, you know, and it's, 
and there was a guy there was a guy who was arguing with me this morning about you know oh like you don't think that the turtles you know fandom would have like you don't think there would have been nine thousand turtle fans i'm like i don't know that but you know who does know that super seven like they've got access to numbers that we don't like yeah they they did this before with the thunder tank and you know to be honest the thundercats fandom is a lot more starved than the turtles fandom for figures mm-hmm. and they were and they bought the the thunder tank which was bigger than this and i think was was a, i think it was either the same price or i think it's around the same price as this is so that's a bigger piece of plastic with i think just as many or more parts to make it and it's the the and the price of plastic has just gone up in between then i think that was even i think that was february this year to now and it's 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 <laughs> i know i'm just kind of going in circles here but like it it just it just sucks to really like you know this this is this is such a cool thing and to see people kind of kind of dump on it so much and so just kind of vile too like just just the reaction to it i just it 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 really is kind of sad um and it's like people are like oh like well i can't wait to see you know i can't wait till neca releases theirs and it's like the neca one if you think is going to be cheaper than this like maybe 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 four hundred dollars maybe 350 at the absolute cheapest but it's not going to be a hundred two hundred dollars like these dudes think it's going to be yeah just don't buy it like the rest of those broke people (laughs) well and that's the thing is like it's it's i i i can't tell people you know like buy this if you're able to you know i i mean me personally I got it already. So <laughs> that's nice. That's my I want pictures. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so uh, like me personally, I, you know, I was able to budget for it. I, you know, I, I sold a few figures. I traded a few things, you know, I, I was able to get it. Um, but it's, it's just one of those things. It's like, you know, I want everybody to have this and it sucks that it's not cheaper. And if you know, there's, there's people out there that are making custom turtle vans are like oh i could do better than this it's like you can't really but you can also have a cool thing too you know like i was making a custom turtle van um out of the scooby-doo uh mystery uh mystery machine that came out last year you know and it's it's cool it's not aesthetically this but you know it's 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 still cool um there was another um one uh i think it's in hong kong uh where there's somebody's 3d printing uh a turtle van from 87 and it looks cool and everyone's like oh you know it's i only gotta it's only gonna be like 250 bucks and it's like okay yeah but that's gonna be 3d printed and like you know most likely not painted you know and for i can't imagine it being (laughs) that cheap um, and getting this quality. Plus, I mean, you're getting QC issues. You know, you, when you order a Super 7, you deal with Super 7. You know, you, you order from, you know, this uh, Chinese site, and you, it's the... Who knows? Who, who knows what you're going to get, you know? Um, 
and and that's not to say like that turtle van's not good like it's beautiful and i've seen the pictures of it and it looks great and i would love to get that one too uh, a friend of mine is actually doing both he's doing that one and this one yeah um it just it just sucks like i the turtle like the turtles fandom like we're in a constant state of like it's just good enough kind of thing where you know people don't necessarily want this they just want and so like the react some of the reaction has been like oh i'll just use the re-release turtle van that just came out that just came out in walmart over the summer that's like okay fine use that like it's using that doesn't mean that this is bad hmm. you know when this is being released he says up for uh so it's through december it's pre-ordered through december 14th it is currently uh scheduled to ship in fall 2022 um Ooh. My other my my main my main bad thing about this, like if I have to say, like other than the price, like which again I think is very expensive. Um, do I think it's too expensive? No, but that's a different thing. Um, my main problem with this is that it's currently like the pre-order window is right now, before Christmas while Hasbro is doing three Haslabs of similar prices, one for Star Wars, which is the Rancor from Return of the Jedi, uh, the Proton Pack from Ghostbusters, and the Sky Striker from G.I. Joe. And it's like out of those three Haslabs that are going on, two of those the the Ghostbusters one and the GI Joe one, those fandoms are kind of crossover fandoms with turtles. Like usually, if you're a Ghostbusters fan, you like the turtles too. Same thing with GI Joe, like less there, but you know, usually, you know, we're all in the same Venn diagram side. So it's like you're you're doing this while those guys are doing stuff, and then again, the Haslab for Galactus just ended. Um, Victory Saber for Transformers just ended like a month or two ago. And so it's like people were, were definitely past the point of companies um, of companies doing these kind of high-end, big-ticket collector's items because now it's like everybody's getting in on it because they see that there's money there and nobody like the, yeah it, it's all of them are coming out at the same time and now it's up to us as fans to kind of choose like you know we really need to not buy everything only collect what you want to collect but that's a bigger discussion than what we have here on Ninja Turtle Power Hour but I would love to have this conversation because yeah, and then there are, there are other people who are you know smarter about toys like Pixel Dan, uh, Toy Galaxy, another fantastic channel who uh, has this conversation a lot. Um, uh, Toy Bro reviews, um, big fan of his too. Like, th- yeah, like this this is a big discussion to have. So <laughs> sorry to bring what? everything down. What other news do we have? Anything less expensive we can talk about this week? Um, I don't know. We got 
I mean, there's nothing really new coming out. Volume 14 of Volume 14 of IDW collection. Um, hasn't I don't think it's officially been announced. I think uh, Sophie Campbell revealed the cover Mm -hmm. was Alapex. Yeah, it looks really so. I don't think it's actually been solicited where you can order it yet. Yeah, Penguin House publishing which i believe is probably the distributor for idw when it comes to like usually i think they they actually distribute a lot of stuff when it comes to like graphic novels you know things filed in books uh they have it listed on their site for like july 2022 you know i'm not gonna bother to get it super on the point because (laughs) my point is it's, it's very likely to change you know who knows if it'll move up or forward or back it usually almost never moves you know closer so if anything yeah. it'll be pushed out further but sometime in this summer keep your ear to the ground we'll you know if an official date kind of gets locked on we'll announce it oh, but, yeah. we'll we'll definitely pick it up as it gets closer um but it's, as far as the books inside of it uh sophie said she believes it is 101 through 112 and jenica uh the first series yeah. one through three yeah that's what penguin house has listed as well oh okay cool. so that's what it looks like it's gonna be awesome possible. so it is happening we're getting more collections to fill your bookcase <laughs> i need a bigger bookshelf oh man i know right like i'm starting to like sweat a little bit like oh no Where i think my I biggest stories? my biggest bummer about it is that uh it's the first one with a black cover all the other ones have been tan but if you think about it, it is kind of cool because in a way it marks like a new. It marks the new generation. Yeah. The new generation, the new yeah. run. Uh, which is kind of which is kind of interesting. Um, somebody asked Sophie who she would draw in the next one. Uh, she said Cry, she because just, Cry hasn't been on a cover yet. Yeah, that'd be cool. Sense. Which is kind of which is interesting because like, I was thinking about all the different covers and yeah, like, would have made sense to have Cry like. Probably would have swapped out Slash for Karai, to be honest. But uh, I mean, you know, Slash kind of has that whole uh, that whole hero thing going on, though, in, the, in those ones. I, I think it's appropriate to put Slash on there. There's also a certain point where you can no longer. I mean, there is a slash point, yeah. No longer, yeah. No but um, but yeah, I think uh, I think it's past time for Karai to be on a cover. Yeah, I mean, there's only so many books, and there's a lot of characters, so. But Karai is one of those long-standing ones that's been in a lot of Ninja Turtles and been in this series for a while. So it's definitely about time. Cool. I mean, she was technically in the series before Shredder was. Yeah. So, just saying. Yeah. All right. So, Spencer, what are we doing next week? Next week, we have issues four, five, and six. Of volume two of Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. All right. So that's Intruders, Death Race, and Killer on the Loose. Oh, boy. That sounds awesome. So, guys, if you uh, enjoyed what you listened to tonight or, you know, all of our stuff in general, let us know somewhere on the internet at Ninja Turtle PH on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. Uh, uh, If you guys want to leave a review, please do. Uh, Five stars is the best. Um, but that does let us know, you know, if you guys have any things, uh, that you want to see or, you know, it helps other people find the show. Um, 
you know, tell tell your friends, tell a Turtles fan that you're know, like, hey, there's there's these three nerdy guys who talk about turtles and they seem to know their stuff. You know, check out their podcast. You know, if you, if you want to do that, that, that's cool too. You know, yeah. um, they seem to know their stuff. Most they seem to know their stuff most of the time. <laughs> I mean, or they're learning stuff, or yeah. they're introducing me to new stuff that yeah. we didn't know before. All three um, of us together it makes a pretty comprehensive knowledge of Ninja Turtles. Exactly. I feel like that's true. Yeah. The three guys collectively are certified Ninja Turtle experts. <laughs> but yeah, uh, guys, we love you. Uh, thank you for listening. Um, and yeah. Cool, cool, cool. That's our show so much this week. Thank you guys so much for listening. Until next time, Kawabunga dudes. Kawabunga. Pushing kids around is what we do best. <laughs> Was that Bebop or Rock City? That was Bebop. Bebop. Oh, yeah. I forgot to mention. I saw... Anyway, it was like just real quick on Instagram. I should have like saved it or shared it. But a picture of more pops, like that horrifying Michelangelo one of like all the turtles and Splinter. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Oh, I saw that too. We didn't even mention that. Yeah, there's these awful pops coming out that have like prints on them of the 87 turtles heads. Yeah. So their bodies are green and just like plastered with the heads and the heads have no pupils. Ooh, so they I just look like that. ghostly dead eyes. It's it's disgusting. Yeah, like I have like two theories on that. Either one, this guy's just like, oh yeah, man, in the original comics, like like they, they kind of look a little bit like they do in the cartoon, but they've got like no pupils, you know? And so then like, you know, guy that's doing it's just like, all right, got it. Just take the stock art and remove the pupils. <laughs> Wide eye. <laughs> terrible, yeah. terrible, terrible. Either that, or they just got on the internet, saw someone's poll that says they, you know, people liking Ninja Turtles with wide eyes, or people talking about how they like it when they have wide eyes, and took it totally out of context. <laughs> yeah, it's not the first time I've seen them with the white eyes either. I saw a T-shirt of it a couple of years ago, and I took a picture of it and sent it to like my father and my mother-in-law. Those people that will, will like get gifts all the time you know like that's how they show their affection like uh-huh. do not buy me this shirt because it haunts me <laughs> yeah like, I, I just i don't get it like it's it's like it doesn't click for whoever this advertising person is they don't like understand yeah i guess maybe the fandom at large it's like no and people like it when there's no pupils it means they also like them looking like intimidating and and cool instead of like yeah. happy and smiley like they might tell you how to get to sesame street you know oh so I, I went to instagram to see if i could find that picture again um the guy that did rescue palooza is also making an update to i think it's called fall of the foot clan the game boy oh the yeah, first yeah, game yeah. Boy i game. heard about that um yeah i downloaded the demo a couple weeks ago it's i mean you know it's a game boy game but it played pretty well yeah Okay. So you just added Raphael when I was playing. It was just Leo and Don were available. So cool, cool, cool. Yeah. Uh, in uh, Mutant Madness, 
I was going to ask you, Spencer, if you bought the battle pass this week for Hunter Casey. I I did not. I I never buy. I never buy for any free games. Anything. No, yeah, me neither. But I did. I did, I did notice you got the avatar, though. I did get the avatar. I do faithfully get on every day and fulfill my objectives. Uh, usually, I you know, especially if I'm like editing the podcast or something, like while I'm doing that, I'll kind of go through and and do everything. Yeah, like I do. I log on. I do my. I do my ten. Uh, my ten thingies a day. My ten PVPs, and then whatever upgrades I need to do, and then I'm out. Yeah, I also just noticed this ad on on uh, Instagram for these guys. I, I mean, I have cannot vouch for this company at all because I've never bought anything from them. Don't know anything about them, but they're called Kiosk Boys, and they're releasing a Space Usagi shirt that looks really cool. That I'm kind of like, man. Would I, you know, would I risk my my thing on there? I mean, it's supported by Stan Sakai. It's officially licensed, so I don't it see is. why it would be illegitimate. I trust Stan. I stand for Stan. Like, look at, I'm just going to show it in the camera, but yeah, you can kind of see it there. It's got like Space Usagi written on the back. Also, do you guys look pretty cool? Yeah. Do you know where to read Space Usagi? No, I was uh, looking at I the don't. pictures that that uh, Keith posted today, and I was like, I kind of want to read Space Usagi. I really want to read Space Usagi as well. They did make a like a five minute pilot of Space Usagi. You can you can find that online. It's oh, uh, really? like of a TV show. Yeah, of a cartoon. Uh, like back in uh, back at the same time, Ninja Turtles was on the air. I think it was like ninety six or ninety four or something like that. But Dang. yeah. There's a there's a pilot out there. I don't know why they went with space Usagi and not regular Usagi, but also have y'all heard anything more about the Samurai Rabbit show that was coming out? It was based on no, Usagi. Not yet. Uh uh-uh. uh. Haven't either. It's been a long time. Yeah. It it, it like slowly like you're just sitting here like little things about it because like a long time ago there was a leak that it was gonna that that show was gonna happen, and then we got that official picture later. Mm-hmm. Um. And that was like a long while after I'd seen those leaks. So yeah, like it's, it's one of those things. It might just be slow coming. I don't know what could be bogging it down or what, but I'm hoping, hoping it eventually comes out. Fingers crossed. Yeah. Well, I'm on a hilarious show to go watch on Netflix real quick, short episodes. If you like rise of the teenage mutant Ninja turtles, I think you'd probably like this show. I, I do like, Rise of the Teenage Mutant Turtles. It's called Scissor <laughs> Seven. It's on Netflix. What is it? Scissor Seven. Scissor Seven. Yeah, you know the the stand up comedian Ronnie Chang. Yes, he voices the main character for the dub, and it's okay. gold. Hmm. His his voice really brings a lot uh, to it. It's a lot of fun. Not one for the kids. It does have like a little bit of a little bit of a stronger language. Not a lot of it, but a little bit. But, I would argue that I'm not one for the kids, so that's okay. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I use a little stronger language. <laughs> yeah, it talks about yeah, the language is about what Keith sounds like. Yeah. You know? Oh, perfect. <laughs> that son of a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> I'll check that out. Yeah, it's funny. It's a real quick watch. Episodes are short. Well, yeah. Cool, cool. What uh who wants what issues next week? Uh, I'll I'll do uh, 
what was it death race oh let me see here let's see issue four is intruders issue five is death race and issue six is killer on the loose i'll do killer on the loose Thanks, number six what do you want spence intruders or death race death race i love yeah, it. i do all right like intruders which uh sounds the least exciting but but is the most i think it might be the most exciting we'll see great it's all kind of a part of the same story yeah i know it's much like city of war it's like there's not a bad one or a best one you know it's all just like one contiguous story yeah also do you guys want to cover turtles three before we cover we wish you a turtle christmas since chronologically that one happened first. <laughs> uh, no, I'd rather stay. I'd rather save that for its anniversary. Really? All right. Uh, I don't know. I mean, it's like uh, it's like, two years from now. Yeah. Well, a year from now, but I kind of want to like get caught up on the movies before this new one comes out in 2022. That was my uh, 23. Oh, was it 2023? Yeah. Oh. That still gives us extra time. No, the Rise movie got pushed to 2022. The Seth Rogen movie is still 2023. Okay. Well, I still kind of want to cover things before then. Yeah. I mean, something. that's, uh, yeah. Yeah, whatever you feel like. Uh, holidays are coming, so it might be a good time to do. Wish you Turtle Horsemen. Actually, uh, Turtle Flakes, Rob's older podcast. Uh, uh-huh. You know, we had him on the show. They would annually watch uh, We Wish You a Turtle Christmas. So I, I don't think I've ever sat and watched it, but I've I've listened to them it's, watch it a couple times. It's been times. a while since I've watched it. We're, yeah. we're not going to have a good time. Every year, we're only going to watch it once. <laughs> one and done. Yeah. It's a one and done. Hopefully other Christmas episodes will line up. Usually for me, I watch the uh, Christmas Aliens episode of the 2003 series. That's my Ninja Turtles Christmas tradition. <laughs> All right. It's the Michelangelo number one, right? Yeah. 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 Anyway. All right, gentlemen. It's time yeah, to get off here. I'm going to hop off. Yeah. I got to take some more cold medicine. Yeah. I hope you feel better soon, man. Thank you. I should be 100% next week, but I can feel my nose is starting to like, it's starting to get in the back of my nose. Mm. So mm-hmm. gross. Yeah. Nasty. All right. Take care, guys. Yes, take care, guys. See ya.